No, I'm just saying. Uh, quick don't show know. of hands. Anyone got a problem with cursing? What's good? Because I'm fucking tired. All right. <laughs> the other thing is, I don't know who it is. It's probably no one in this room. But whoever put the Spandau Ballet record underneath my room door is going to be hell to pay. <laughs> is that was... true? <laughs> do, 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 do. Sorry. So would that have been worse than an ABC record? I don't mind ABC. Okay, just checking. Uh, well, actually, at least the, the look of love ABC and how to be a millionaire ABC are fine. After okay. That, when they do, when Smokey sings, that was it. It was over. Look, look of love is the Gold Lemay album, right? The yeah. suit. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. produced by Trevor Horn though from the Art of Noise, so the production of the strings on it's all the way down. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes total sense now. Yeah. That's my room key. Yeah, and he was also in the vlog. Quit trying to give me your room key, Aaron. Jesus, I told Hello. you. It's over. Thanks. That was part of the room transfer. That was part Thanks of the seat transfer. Coming. I get your key. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any problems, give us the line. <laughs> if, uh, if, you, if you can put up your hand, if there's a seat beside you that's free, um, Thanks, we everyone. make sure we can get everyone Move a spot. Move towards and the center. Put your arms up in the air and wave them like you just do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not British music. Although, I was at breakfast yesterday, and someone came up to me, and they said, you did the thing with me coffee. And I said, yes, like, that thing you did, it was Culture Club. I said, yeah. I just figured that out. <laughs> I don't even know what you know, thing said, you did with Which thing coffee. that you did with Culture Club? About put your head on your shoulders, don't sink me. I was seeing uh, time clock uh, in the heart. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I just thought you tied a rent boy to a, a radiator somewhere and got him for days. <laughs> I was getting that piece of news. Great. It's going to be an awesome panel. Dude, I'm right there with you, dude. All right. I wish I wasn't, but I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, for anyone who can't tell by my co-core voice this morning, I'm Irish. Um, and therefore, probably get a lot of different news feeds and stuff than, than uh, the, the regular American words. This is not a, this is not an insult, but just a, a statement of fact, unfortunately. So and I'm going to I'm going to mention a lot of obscure people who probably have never come over here ever. Now, what's going to be interesting is during the course of the subsequent panels. It'll go yeah, that's Irish it. Lock the door. Don't let any more people in. That's it. Just lock it over. Thanks. Like Make last, sure they don't get out either. No like, one here gets out a lot. That was great. Or that German guy. He yeah. was great. Yeah. I guess, apparently, I guess Australian a lot. Australian, South African, German, yeah. Japanese. Well, you know. Thank you. Probably because I'm hungover, right? That's what this is the giveaway right now. Well, I think we're all Irish, really, in a way. I'm, I'm from Dublin. Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to stay away from the British flag. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a bit of a tip-off. Don't know, like... What's that? That was also a bit of a tip-off. If your accent wasn't enough... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that I, I ran screaming from a British flag. <laughs> Not Union Jack. No! Let me pose Hello. a bit. Hello, yeah. Oh. Hi. Hello. Stuff. Welcome in. We're sorry you're a minute late. You have to leave. That's right. <laughs> Alright, so welcome to the Britpop panel here at DragonCon. Um, this is the panel all about uh, British pop music and music from the United Kingdom, as, as I guess is the way we should phrase it so that we are culturally sensitive. Um, oh, we're well, talking about suede the whole hour. We're talking about indie, uh, a lot of indie <laughs> stuff from, from across the pond. And um, we're with uh, Need Coffee's The Soundboard, and uh, we do a monthly... Roughish. Uh, three of us. Three of us. Uh, myself, Widget Walls, and uh, J.M. Tuffley do the soundboard, which is a neatcoffee.com music podcast, um, which you can go to and find at neatcoffee.com, and Widget will give you all the information on that. We talk about a wide array of musical topics each and every podcast, and we're recording this for that. So uh, hope that you don't mind that. Uh, we'll start down there. Uh, J.M., why don't you introduce yourself and say hi? I am J.M. Tuffley. Hello. I am also awake. It's Sunday morning. Yay. Um, uh, in addition to uh, the uh, the soundboard, uh, all of us, in some capacity, are uh, involved in the, uh, the the famous train wreck weekend justice. It's three hours of fun. Check it out. Um, yeah, I am Widget Walls. I'm the chief cook and bottle washer of NeedCoffee.com, uh, and uh, NeedCoffee.com is what we do instead of having a life. Uh, so we encourage you to come check it out because our therapist wants you to. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Okay. That, that was our therapist. Okay. It looked like a block of cheese, but it was actually the only therapy we could afford. Why did we paint the block of cheese to look like the monolith from 2001? Because I wanted to be able to throw a large bone in the air and have it make sense. 
and it totally made sense. Uh, yeah, and that's my day job. And in my night job, I write weird fiction that's supposed to disturb you because it certainly disturbs me. Who are you? Uh, I'm Aaron. Uh, you can find me online uh, with uh, Aaron Fever. Uh, there's a website, there's a Tumblr, there's a Facebook, there's a Twitter. It's a breakfast uh, cereal, it's also a musical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's magically delicious. It's a musical story um, coming. Um, I, I'm an internet whore, so there's no end of things, so I won't bore you with all the stuff I do. But I'm the closest thing to a British person that they could find, so that's why I'm here. And also, if you're listening to the soundboard, if you get a chance to listen to the soundboard, if you'd like to imagine me as Aaron Poole, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> that's my avatar. A-A-R-O-N. Yeah, the, the, the way Elvis did it. That's what my, that's what my dad named me. Uh, my mother was going to name me Byron. Uh, my dad had to step in. I'm ever grateful. Thank you, Byron. Because that would have been B-Y or O-N. Yes. Okay. Byron. Well, at least you weren't Gene. That would be something. Because there's no or in that. And that would that's less fun to say. Yes. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Uh, my name's Rob Levy. I am uh, a writer for NeedCoffee.com, and also I do a weekly Doctor Who column for Anglotopia.com, and I do a radio show that you can listen to online uh, called Juxtaposition on KDHX in St. Louis. Through the magic of streaming audio, you can uh, listen to that as well. Um, Which is quite fun. Yeah. Um, my name is Dana Franks. Um, I write occasionally for Anglotopia, um, other places. My main reason for being here is I like the commercial stuff that they will not. Um, last time I did this panel, I was wearing a Robbie Williams shirt. Yeah. I was supposed to have a Gary Barlow shirt today, and it didn't arrive. Good. <laughs> <laughs> did that cause pain for someone back there? No. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we're kind of a little bit uh, dedicated to, to whatever you want to talk about because we, we cover pretty much everything. So if there's ever a band that you want to hear about or know about or, you know, if you just want to come a confirmation that they exist and another person knows them. Um, okay. We have a <laughs> taker. Uh, what exactly is the Ken Spivy band? I hear them. They're talking about uh, Basically, they're it's a Celtic band that plays songs about Dr. D. Okay. I was just wondering. Because they, they're... If I were to say the Celtic music, Mumford and Sons, Doctor Who, there you go. Please don't say Mumford and Sons in my presence. Sorry. They who must not be named. <laughs> well, I, I don't understand bands who put on accents from other countries. Um, it's always weird. I for a long like it, it Mumford and Sons when they first came out were one of those things was like, oh, they're English. Um, it would took everybody by surprise. Uh, it may it may be it may be the the uh, I, I call them waistcoats. What do you call them when they're like these little kind of vests? Okay, yeah, it's, it's those those throw a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no, I I kind of they're how big are they over here? Yeah, they headline bon they headline Bonnaroo. Okay, well they did they headline one of the nights at Glastonbury this year? And they did as well. Yeah, that took me by surprise because I didn't like. Like two albums, and the, what, the second one was only just released, right? Yeah. So I thought that was a bit rich to be headlining Glastonbury, but I think it just goes to show how much that festival has gone through the floor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd much rather talk, talk about the Arctic Monkeys if anybody else wants to talk Have about them. Have you heard them. a new record yet? I'm good with that. I've heard a new single. Oh, I haven't heard the whole record. album. Oh, the whole record is just... Which new single have you heard? They have yeah, three of them. Yeah, three. Um, it's... Uh, it's already mine. No. Uh, don't, call don't call me when you're high. Don't call me when you're high. That's yeah. the one. So now all all of those are good. I've not heard the whole album yet. But and, uh, yeah, AM comes out in what two weeks? Comes out in two weeks. It came in my mail the morning before I was leaving uh, for Dragon Con, and I got to listen to like listen to it like while I was working, so it doesn't really count as like enjoying it. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Uh, the the thing is about the Arctic Monkeys, it's great. It's every album sort of. Still sounds like the Arctic Monkeys, but it's expansive and sort of different in a different sort of way. Mm. And this one, they're sort of noisy again. Um, did Josh kind of did Josh produce this one too? Uh, yes, I, I, I think he did, or some of the tracks at least. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm probably the only person on the planet who is not incredibly enthused by Josh Home being associated with the band because I thought I thought that their, their stuff before him <laughs> was was, too. was was better. Personally, I, I still think the first record is the best record. Yeah, oh, yeah. by by a mile. But like, I mean, they have that teenage energy. I mean, it's very like it's it's 
It sucks when you get old because rock and roll becomes difficult. Um, but they shut up, you young. They just had that like ridiculous. <laughs> I hate everybody in this town. I'm gonna get the hell out of here and screw you all. Sort of anger in in them. Um, and it was, but it was. It they was were but yeah, but it was it was written like by Dylan Thomas. You know what I mean? It, it was that sort of thing. It was it was poetic at the same time, and, and there was just nothing like it. And now they're doing slightly more generic stadium rock. And although, it's just, it's just not the same. Although the stuff like Pal Driver Waltz is really good and beautiful. Yeah, well, the last album was like a kind of, to me, the, their, their first good album uh, since the second one. Um, just as, as far as uh, re-listenability is concerned. But I mean, a lot of that, I don't know if that was a lot of the album, because there's a few albums from that, from the Submarine soundtrack. Yeah. Has anyone seen this, the movie Submarine? Yeah, it's great. If you haven't, watched it. Uh, do you know the IT crowd? Uh, Richard, uh, I always get a second name wrong, Iwade, uh, Moss, he directed it, and it's beautiful, it's stunning, and if you haven't checked out any of his other stuff, he's directed, he's done a load of music videos, uh, he's done stuff for Vampire Weekend, and uh, a few other bands as well, I'm sure you guys remember, but he's, he's a really extremely talented director, um, so you should, uh, there's, there's Paul Driver Waltz, and one or two others, the, the soundtrack was basically done by Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. By himself, yeah. yeah. Submarine. Submarine. Yeah, I know my accent and the fact that I'm slurring my words at this time in the morning might be yeah, difficult. So I, I'm perfect. I totally heard you. Yeah. I just got distracted as I was typing a note. I know. And it just Alex Turner is so pretty. <laughs> we all get distracted. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 great. But um, the the new album, uh, the new well, the new single I heard felt like it had a bit of that energy again. Yeah. So yeah. I was excited by that. Um, but yeah. I am also, uh, these two bands always seem to like release records roughly around the same time. Uh, Franz Ferdinand also has a new record out last week. Yeah. Yes. And they're touring. And uh, I'm excited because I'm going to see them in a couple weeks. Um, and. It's interesting how they've become really irrelevant now, though, in the British scene. They, I don't think they care. Yeah, they were a bit like Travis in that sense because Travis had like. Uh, a debut album that kind of made some waves and a second album that went huge and then nobody heard of them again after that <laughs> and the bit, but they've been solidly releasing stuff ever since yeah so well, this uh, album has more of that first album kind of thing to it because the, the the last two records have had a couple great singles but overall didn't sort of gel mm. and I think this is the first time they sort of had a lot of time to all work together as a band and record a record okay. it kind of has that feel of the first album a little bit to it yeah the track on there I liked was Bullet I, I've listened to about half of it and yeah. it was alright it made me kind of sad because they, two or three years ago, they headlined Glastonbury, and then um, this year they were like in the bad spot. It's like you felt. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, especially the, the kind of British media, they have a terrible habit, like Enemy and stuff like that. They'll they'll love a band and they'll champion them for like the first album or two. They're a bit kind of hipstery in a way. This is like now that they're big, we don't care about them anymore. Like you wouldn't believe how. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't believe how much like Coldplay was being championed as the heroes of indie indie rock and roll music for their first album. Then their second album blew up, and they were like, "Fuck those guys!" <laughs> and they could not be more reviled now. And they're doing the same music. I mean, it's not you know, it's it's, it's that that I still hold uh, hand in my heart think that you know that first album is is gonna go down as you know a, a great one. And the rest of the albums are as high quality, but uh, the, the British press, because they were big. It's the same with, like, I mean, in Ireland with U2. I mean, we could not hate Bono more. And, um, but in the 80s, when, he were, when they were getting big, we were like, yeah, U2, best band in the world. We love them. They're us. But no. Uh, it's, now it's just like, you know, hey, stop giving your money to Africa. Give it to us. Uh, we've got a recession. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of there's a terrible habit of that in in Britain that they'll 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 love a band for the first album but just not care after that. And just to mention briefly, there's still that U2 album floating around out there that Deidre Mouse worked on. There was which just, I am so freaking curious about. They, like they've had so many albums like stolen from them. Yeah. Um, stolen. Well, like no one night no one night Bono was in a bar called the Globe in Georgia Street in Dublin, and he had a, for some stupid reason at three in the morning he had his laptop with all his uh, songs that for the uh, for for I think it was 
um, Elevation, that album. Yeah. It was, oh, I thought it was No Point on the Horizon. That, that uh, no, I think it was the one before. Oh. Um, well, they got that one swiped, too. They go, well, no, that's what I mean. They got a lot of them swiped. But he, he, left his, he, he left his laptop in the bar when he went to the bathroom. And wow. surprisingly, when he came back, it was gone. So, <laughs> so that's basically the Now, here's where the story gets interesting. He was in that bar with the lead singer of the chorus. Oh, Andre Corr. Yes. Oh, does anybody remember the chorus? Yes. Oh, man. His <laughs> wife remembers the chorus, and she ain't happy about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, does he often go to a bar and, like, say, Oh! I'm just gonna leave this right here and go hope somebody doesn't steal it. It would be a shame if somebody stole it and then goes to take a tinkle. I mean, is that what he's doing? He thinks he's some sort of weird double agent. No, no. I mean, it's just it's just like you know, here's, he's he's like the worst you know covert leaker in the world. You know, and I don't say that in so a tinkle sort of way. So is he actually an employee of Apple? <laughs> no. It's like it's like being an agent of Shield. You know. <laughs> I, he, 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 tells, he says that he, to go incognito, he takes his glasses off if people don't recognize him. Um, you wear CeeLo's glasses. Oh, is that him? I thought it was Elton John's. <laughs> Just one of the pianos. <laughs> oh, now. It's like. Oh, no. CeeLo can carry a note. That's unfair. Yeah, that's the. Rob, come on. Let's not be cruel. Yes, sir. I haven't heard her say anything this whole time. She thinks she's talking to the stars. She's just talking. Whoa, what a misogynist. You just chill out when the women are talking. Here, have some caffeine. You need it. It's cool. I think we had somebody over here. Yeah, I just wanted to ask a question about the the media and their... I mean, they seem to be able to, to turn a band overnight, whether it's whether it's a band from the UK or a band from, from here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, going back to like the Stray Cats not being able to make over here, going over to the UK... Get big, same with Terrence Trent Darby. Is it is it because the size? Did you just say Terrence Trent Darby? I did say Terrence. There's the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, is it, I mean, is it the size of the country because it, it's so much smaller that they have yeah. that much of a bigger impact? Or partially, uh, yeah, partially. I mean, um, you got to remember, like, including Britain and Ireland. I mean, you could fit the the two the two islands in Texas about two or three times. So it is much much smaller. Um, but I think also as well as that, it just goes back to, uh, we're huge fans of underdogs. Um, so we love a good underdog and we'll push them. Um, and we love, and we love to be on the side that we found people first as well. Like, you know, so it's kind of, it's a little bit of that too. Um, but it's, there's, there's not a huge music press. It's like enemy, uh, Q, yeah. Uncut, Mojo, What's interesting, what has yeah. happened though, um, sort of more so in the last two years we've been doing this, is that yes, there still are the big, you know, prestige houses that do presses for music trades in Britain, but more and more and more, more so probably than over here, um, much more of it's online. You get like, mud, and, and the fanzine is, is back, the music fanzine is back. But you get things like mud kits or, um, you know, the British version of Paste, all these sort of like online... Drowning Sound. Yeah, all, all these online magazines now, which are sort of becoming magazines for people that like music, whether it's pop music or regular music. There's Pop Justice, Pop Matters. Um, a lot of these online places are beginning to get just as much clout as enemy. And so part of the they're doing so well is that it's like, well, I know that if, I, if they mention a band in enemy in four months later, they're not going to like it, so why am I investing my time? So it's created an interesting sort of wave of really good sort of underground music journalism over there. It's interesting. And bands are starting to sort of realize now it's better for them to get their music on websites than it is to come to the trade. Yeah, and anything that takes the power away from enemy is a good thing. Uh, I've mentioned the blue tones on previous panels a number of times, uh, probably because I hack them. But uh, also, getting too. yeah. Well, they're they're done now. They're split up. But um, well, that's what always happens, though. Yeah, but the, what uh, they their f- debut album uh, knocked um, Oasis off the, the top of the charts. Um, they uh, they had what's the story? Morning Glory was was number two because uh, expecting the fly by the Blue Tones was number one. Yeah. Uh, so they were not a small band. Um, and their second album was doing well. It was getting airplay on MTV back on MTV played music, and uh, it it was they were they were big. 
Um, they were one. They were one of the big bands of the the Britpop pop era. Uh, and unfortunately, the lead singer did an interview with a guy from Enemy, um, and he was kind of tricked into saying that uh, that I he, basically he was kind of saying that I understand because there was a problem at the time with kind of immigration and stuff like that. There was a big kind of you know there was some racist issues in the England, and uh, there was he was basically kind of tricked into saying that I can understand why people of an older generation would not be happy with all the the influx of, of foreign people. And it, was, oh. it was yeah it did not go down very well um but he it was, it was all twisted left right and center and as a result they were playing in mexican restaurants uh, only about five years ago they just dived and they were known ever since as like oh they aren't they that racist band and it, it was just it was just a misunderstanding and, and just really stupidness uh but that's that's the kind of power the enemy rule like just one article and you're done uh, so any, yeah, anything that takes that away from them is, is a good thing by me. Uh, anybody else? Hello. I believe we have a question about Kasabian. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Thank you. Go. Uh, every once in a while, God bless Tuffy for his No, you don't realize this. He actually wrote this down in his notes. I have notes of all right the there. So he was getting to it. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, God bless Tuffy, because every once in a while, I get all excited about these bands, and I go on and on and on, and I get them. And Tuffy's the closest thing that I, I get to rambling, because my wife is just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then after a while, it's like, okay, it's good, thanks. And then reminds me of something else again. So, um, but I, I think I went on about the fall of violence for about a month and a half. Um, because they, they sound to me in a very similar way to what we talked about the first part of the single was. Um, the best of friends single. It's just one of those things that the first time you hear it, it's like, oh, this totally works. You know, it's got that sort of anthemic thing, but still being indie rock. And you can hear the like, you know, pissed off teenage kids. It's got that rough kinks thing going on. There's a little bit of clash in there. Um, and they're touring. They're, they're supposed to open with, for the uh, Arctic Monkeys on the U.S. tour, but they're having visa issues. Um, and the, the one interesting thing that they do is that when they go to a city, they rent out a house and they play in like a room about this size and they just invite everybody. And they, so they're bringing back the house party, sort of, the band house party. Um, and it's, they've been notoriously um, sort of foul in, in their antics where they just like, we're doing, you know, they'll shut them down, they'll go to a different house and play. And they're sort of bringing back this sort of like swagger to the indie rock thing that hasn't happened at all. But taken as music, it's very, very catchy. It's very um, lyrically driven. And it's also got a certain amount of drive to it that, that works, that a lot of the other English stuff coming out right now isn't having. So, and clearly, you know, the, the, the Palma Violets are a perfect example of a band that like The Guardian made their band you haven't heard of. The Guardian does a thing every every week called, uh, you know, the part of the every day is like the band of the day. And so they get in the Guardian band of the day, and then enemies behind them, and you just totally know that in four months, they're going to be down in the dumper with enemy. They're just going to be all over it. You can tell. But having said that, the record's done pretty well here. So now they're trying to break out and, and get some tour. They did a very short American tour um, here and uh, recorded a couple tracks in various cities where they were on the road and then they're going back to England and then they get the Franz Ferdinand tour and they get a visa issue. So keep an eye out for them though. They're 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 pretty great. Yes. Um just talking about um Cashy, uh the band that I, I mean I know they've been around for a while but the Fatalities. Um yeah, and they're done. Yeah. They're um, still literally in every beer advert or movie advert that was ever made. Every NHL game ever. I, I believe the team Chelsea Football Club actually took that up as a, as a chant for a while as well, which is kind of fun. Yes. Every time someone scores a goal in the NHL. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we've, we've actually weirdly looked at this thing uh, in, in most clubs now uh, where you have a player with no syllables in, in your name, You'll sing his name to the tune of Seven Nation Army. Um, there's a football player from Manchester United who I'm a fan of uh, called Robin Van Persie. And it's just like, oh, Robin Van Persie, oh, Robin. So, I mean, I, I gotta give the, the, the hooligans over there some credit for, you know, actually putting some music in there. I think that's gonna be a dubstep remix for somebody online after this panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Skrillex. <laughs> Can't step. Anybody else? Anything going on with Blur other than those two singles they did a while ago? Well, yes, yeah. cheese. Not the therapist I was talking about before, but actual cheese. Alex James from Blur has his own cheese line, which yeah. is doing gangbusters. You tried it? I tried it. Is they it good? Had, they, they had this cheese uh, festival. It was like the cheese thing that they were doing in Chicago, and they had some of it. It was not good. <laughs> it tasted like beetle bone. Um, but uh, they, they played in Hyde Park, and they've done a, a pretty big bounce back tour I'm kind of interested they're doing festivals doing festivals I'm kind of intrigued by this collaboration that Noel Gallagher and Damon Albarn are apparently working on I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go we are the world Uh, no (laughs) (laughs) but uh, Noel just said that they weren't planning on doing they're not going to do it yeah because when I went, when I left the other day, it was still sort of in the hopper, and I hadn't heard anything else since. Yeah, he, he said that they're still trying to become friends still before they. They they gotta cuddle first before they, they go they anywhere from there. To their dinner. That will never work. They have to be seen. They have to be seen. They have to be seen holding hands together in public. They have to do the one show. Plus, David Albon's already in like what eight bands. So I don't know if he can fit another one in there somewhere. Yeah. He's got with Gorillas, the Queen, and, Good uh, Bad and the Queen. Well, Good Bad and the Queen. Good Bad and the Queen is pretty much done. That was a one-off. Okay. Um, but the, I think he's got pretty much that and the Gorillas. His own album didn't do that great. Uh, that came out, and then he's got. I don't think he's doing another Molly music thing. Did they say? Because I remember a while ago there was talk of it, and then it kind of disappeared. Well, he went to he went to Mali again to record other tracks and couldn't almost did not get out of the country. He almost threw him into jail. So because uh, the government switched over since he was there the first time, and you know, military hunters aren't big fans of you know English people running around recording things people say. So <laughs> putting them on records, like, what do you think of the government? And then no, he's a, what are you doing? But. I, I don't think I don't know if there's gonna be a new Blur album. They're one of those bands that doesn't have to actually make a new record. They can just put out a couple singles. And... Yeah, there was talk that they were gonna release a single every couple of months and just kind of just keep it like that. And I think eventually, after a couple of years, you'd get an album collected. But um... yeah, the, the box that they put out though was nice. It's got everything on it. If only I could afford that. Well, it'll get cheaper. Just wait. Just the longer it comes out, it'll it'll, make, it'll hit the secondary market. But I mean, I get the impression that Brian Coxon doesn't have to put up with his shit anymore. So I mean, yeah, he only got, has to he's be. He's got more albums, or he's matching now. Yeah, like he's 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 been releasing like a motherfucker. Like it's it's been yeah, amazing. Two over here. It's well, internet. Yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> touring with Johnny Marr in the, in the in the winter. He's another guy who gets around as well. Get to the West Coast. Johnny? Yeah, Johnny's oh, playing here. Show it's great. It's really hard to believe. He's got a really tight band behind him. And um, he doesn't have to do the Smith songs to make it work. Which is does he play any? Some. He does a few. Um, he did Headmaster's Ritual when I saw him, but for the most part, he just tries to stick to his own thing. Actually, wasn't it while he was touring around this summer, he like did did a bunch of New Order gigs? Yeah. He played with New Order a couple of times? Played with New Order. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, he, he very much has got a, a strong pop sensibility with his records that really works too. So. Bye. <laughs> so. Oh, oh okay. He can smell this. Hey, he found Bono's glasses. Um, <laughs> he left them out with his laptop in the bar. So. <laughs> Does anybody else have any, any questions? Yes. I'm a fan of the Manchester, but mostly from like the late 80s, early yes. 90s. Is that still a thing? And if so, are there any Well, well if Edgar Wright has anything to do with it, yes. Here's the, the biggest thing that's going to happen in Manchester is World's End, because the whole soundtrack is all yeah. Soup yeah. Dragons, Happy Mondays, <coughs> Stone Roses. It's a great Dragon. soundtrack. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever I DJ out, everyone wants to hear the friggin' Stone Roses and the Happy Mondays. It's to the point of like... <sighs> but You're breathing my mellow, man. Um, there's a bunch of new bands coming out of Manchester. Oh, Ma- Manchester is like a, a factory. It doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah, there's a virgin. Um, Mary, they stick to that old sound. That old... Ni- no, no, no. 1975. Um, mm, yeah, their album is out when, or is it just this out? Week, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's excellent. The, there's the a lot of bands. Yeah, they did. They, the EP that came out earlier this year was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to the 
actual album. It seems to be there's like a subset of bands that are coming out, especially from the Manchester area now, who are trying <laughs> to be the anti-Factory bands, which is kind of weird considering Factory was all over the place. But the, the 1975 <laughs> is one of those where she's kind of going for a different sound than yeah. than that. But it all swings back. You'll, it, 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 yeah, it's circular. Yeah. Oh no, you were right. The second album sucked balls. Well, here's, here's, here's what's interesting. Okay, there's two there's two things you need to pay attention. To. When you like a band that's English, there's two things you need to pay attention to. One, um, how much drugs they take. Uh, in the instance of the Kooks, their bread and butters that they're great singer songwriters, right? Their album, though, in the U.S. was on Capitol Records. Now, the problem is that whole EMI structure, and fortunately, it's collapsed is very much by the second record is where you build your commercial audience. So that band pretty much got the album they wanted to make taken away from them for, you know, a more sort of what I call the limited sound where like they wanted to make records that you could play when you go to the mall and Taco Bell and here. And it didn't work. Yeah. And the third one sort of, you can tell that they're a band, the same thing happened to the Dubs. It's, it's one of those instances where a band has a really great sound or a really great thing going for them, and it either doesn't transfer well to a later record, you know, it's like, okay, this is what every record's gonna sound like. And if you do that, that's fine. Just know that. Um, but there's also the times when the labels get involved and sort of hamper a band's progress by sort of trying to guide and direct them, and that is just not something that works very well. Well, and the other thing that we've discussed on the podcast multiple times is that if you're a band waiting to break out with your first album, that can, I mean, you know, what was it? Soundgarden was an overnight success. It took 15 years. Yeah. Um, but so you have like, you know, let's say five, seven, ten years to, to work on your material and you put all your best stuff on your first album. And that blows up. And then your sophomore album is supposed to be out 12 months later. You're like, oh, shit. So what's that? Yeah, well, see, uh, the, the Britain have, like, it, it, it's good and bad, but they have a very strong ethic of finding new bands. I mean, they're constantly, you know, they've got, you know, record execs, like, trolling bars. When the monkeys, like, most of them, like, 16 when they're trying to Yeah. Sort of boy band thing is coming. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's 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 a weird thing because um, these guys, they're, they're, they're being signed on the basis of about five or six songs that they've written because that's all they've been around for. Yeah. And and those five or six songs sound great on an album with three or four more, but they may not necessarily have more than that in them because they haven't been around that long yet. Like like you said, there's a lot of guys getting signed up very young. Um, so they're not really getting a chance to, to, to apply their, their craft. Or they get a lot of these young bands that are sort of, doing what they want as kids, and then when they become adults, they make records that sound completely different. Like, in the case of Robbie Williams, the records he made when he was younger sound nothing like the last couple that he's made. And you can hear a maturation sort of in all of his records. But... Well, to a certain extent, that's because it's... The commercial press is like, we're done with it. So, at a certain extent, that happened to George Michael. uh, Because he was very, very popular when he was young, and he tries to make a very mature album later. And they just sort of just yeah we don't we don't we don't need you anymore thank you and they put you away so I think sometimes that ruins them the Arctic Monkeys are one of those bands that sort of seems to have escaped that because he was nine, I think nineteen uh, no they were actually they weren't uh, they were seventeen, they were 17 uh, when yeah. when uh, you can you uh, you look on the dance floor um, uh, hit mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was you know they were still spotty I mean they had acne still um, and I think the first uh, war show they went to they couldn't drink. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw like a pop world thing a couple of days ago on YouTube where Simon Amstel was in, trying to interview them. Hmm. Well, they, I mean, that was the thing. If you're 17 and you are the music media darlings, and they were, uh, you you kind of it's hard not to get an obnoxious swagger to go along with that. And so they were coming out drinking, you know, in front of the press and just like they were having a good time, but they. They knew that they owned the place, and so there was there was a lot of there was a lot of awkward quotes that were at the time. But um, like you said, they, they kind of they've grown up a bit, and that's why their sound has changed quite a bit too. But like in the case of Robbie, I mean, his he 
change the songwriter. Yeah. He's like, you know. Um, even that, I don't know if you've heard his last album, Take the Crown, the one that came out this year. Is that the one with uh, Dizzy Rascal on it? I yeah. don't believe her. Uh, well, that's on Dizzy's. Oh, that's on Dizzy's album? Okay. Uh, the Candy song, which was oh, a yeah. album, but that's actually not indicative of the rest of the album. It's a really good album. Just tell me he's not <laughs> rapping on it. He's not. Okay, good. Yeah. That's, that's always bad. Yeah, he... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh. I mean, the, <laughs> it so but I mean, just the phrase "I'm an honorary Sean Connery." I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only one of me. Um, no, it's it's yeah, that's just I'll, I will never forget that phrase because it's burned into my brain. He's putting out a second swing album at the end of the year, November. Yeah, it's like Brian Ferry. The He's rumor is that he and Gary Barlow are putting out solo albums on the same day. That should be interesting. Yeah, good luck, Gary. Um, Gary's great, but um, he's such a dad. Uh, yeah, he admits that. Does I, I, I'm assuming, because of course you don't get it, but the, the uh, English X Factor, um, which yeah. spawned a, pretty much the whole British pop music at the moment. I mean, pretty much everything in British pop yeah, music. Except for that one pop. Christmas with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, well, yeah, that one, yeah, that one time, which was awesome. Which was great. But um, they uh, they have they have like kind of a weird kind of thing going over there where they they just kind of just inspire controversy. They have this girl there on the panel and um, last couple of years called uh, Talisa Constravalulabulabs. It's a Greek. It's like nineteen letters. Savalas. Yeah. Um, but could you sing it to the tune of Seven Nation Army? Constravalulabulabs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was there, and uh, in the, the last year was fun. Um, she had a sex tape come out, um, which was uh, her um, orally stimulating a young gentleman backstage at a concert festival uh, filmed on his iPhone, which is awkward on 19 different levels because you know their lanyards with their badges like this was like hanging off at the time, and it's all kind of weird. Like it's in a green room and. Uh, he's wearing like tracksuit bottoms and stuff like that. Let like, him know what this is like. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. If you if you don't like Vine that shit, who's gonna know what happens? <laughs> the ironic thing is that the guy, oh, careful uh, the guy the word Vine with that. basically got it picked up by the papers or whatever was this original Spice Girls manager. Oh really? Yeah. So he got. A, I think he uh, actually, he did actually get arrested and had to do a caution or something for that. Nice. So, so that happened that season, and then also as well, Gary Barlow, who was on the panel with her, um, they were bitching at each other, and then uh, she said something to him about one of his acts, and he just turns and goes, oh, I couldn't hear a word you're saying, I was distracted by your terrible fag breath. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. Was that uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, that, just in case anybody's wondering, it's fag means cigarette. Yeah. In England. <laughs> she, she wasn't just with some gay guy backstage. <laughs> In between ad breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Aaron, was that exchange auto-tuned? Uh, we should be. <laughs> she, she did get fired from X Factor this year. The week before, it came out that she helped like a, a reporter with a son get a coat deal. So, yeah. A coat deal? A coat deal. Oh, okay. I was like, like a drink with or the drugs? Uh, <laughs> like, like a huge, like, 500-pound transaction sort of thing. So she's in a bit of trouble at the moment. And also, Pepsi's the sponsor of X on that. Anybody in the Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if it's Pete Thardy nipples, I want you to get out right now. This is a Tumblr joke, folks. I apologize for him. <laughs> you seem like an intelligent young woman. What would you like to say? You know you haven't seen her Tumblr, trust me. <laughs> Wi-Fi only. I have to see my <laughs> I know, but it's my favorite thing of the day. Um, I'm just so glad I know Tumblr is an online service. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi only. I thought we were talking about Batman's car, no? Okay, go. Um, peace. I hear Well, I know you're a fan of the Maccabees, aren't you? I was, well, I was. I like the first record. The last couple have been kind of, eh. Um, the, the, 
to me, the Maccabees are a really good singles band that doesn't make great albums. But it sort of like the be Bees. Hmm? Sort of like the regular Bees. Yeah. They do uh, they do interesting singles, but the albums kind of fall apart. Yeah. And what was other about Peace? I've never heard of them. Well, hey, the you need to give them a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're saying. Yeah. Um, I think they write really great singles. Oh, good. I broke Aaron. I'm interested to see where they're going. I still got um, it. My jury's still out on them a little bit. So, band I love right now that I'm driving everyone nuts with is called Pins. P-I-N-S, all caps, all girls, um, 17, probably 18, 22-year-old women that do nothing but listen to Joan Jett records and plug in their guitars and just don't give a shit. Um, but they're, I like that. It's loud and crunchy right now. And Boo Boo Vultures. Yeah? Um, best live shows you've seen this year? Ooh. Ooh. Do we want to start? Ooh, I, you know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I'm gonna talk about the gig I went to on New Year's Eve. Um, we have a great. I don't know if you guys do it over here, but we have a great tradition of uh, New Year's Eve uh, gigs. Yes. Um, that go on to like 3 a.m. That's how I saw Paul. And um, the lineup uh, featured just some amazing talent from from Ireland, uh, which was Lisa Hannigan. Anybody mm. knows yeah. her? Doesn't know yes. her? Former, former girlfriend of Craig Charles. <laughs> Is really? everyone yes. a former girlfriend of Craig Charles? Uh, well, she's also the former girlfriend of Damien Rice, and she sang on his albums. Uh, the only two albums that exist, and um, she's now done uh, two albums since their breakup. Uh, one one night on tour, he basically just turned around to her and said, "We're done." And she had to go home uh, the next day. Uh, yeah, Damien Rice is a dick, if anyone didn't know. Um, but uh, she was there. Damien Dempsey was there. He was a great Irish singer-songwriter. Uh, Neil Hannon from The Divine Comedy. Uh, Kathy Davey, who's another amazing female solo artist. Uh, was, we had uh, Jerry Fish uh, from a band called An Emotional Fish, uh, which people may remember because they had a song called Celebrate. Um, uh, Mundy. Uh, it was another uh, singer-songwriter who had a great song called July, if anyone wants to look it up. It's just like the celebration of the mediocre of Irish <laughs> <laughs> But the sad thing is, like, they're, they're, you know, I love them. What, with Cactus World News, like, not available? Uh, <laughs> who else did we have? We had loads more. We had uh, Rob Cunningham from uh, our, our Little Secrets. Uh, we had a great, called, a great band, actually, called The Galaxy. Um, look them up. They're just kind of cool. They're a two-piece band. Um, they're kind of like this uh, electro-rock uh, but they're they're really kind of hardcore, um, and then we have the the drummer from Therapy <laughs> as well. <laughs> you just that guy gets around. But the, I have to say that was my favorite gig of the year. It was fun. You? Uh, I of course have nothing. I've seen a bunch that are coming up, but I don't. Um, Johnny Moore in Chicago was really good. Um, Billy Bragg in Chicago was actually really good. He's got a new band behind him. He's doing more sort of like rootsy Americana kind of stuff but he still did a couple of really good uh, rock things um, yeah, well that's an answer yeah I just um, trying to think what else British I've seen um, oh. so Joy Formidable um, they play here a lot yeah they play in town a lot they're through here like They've already been through here like three times in the album album cycle. And that album is really excellent. Yes, yes it is. Nice t-shirt, by the way. Veronica Falls. If you're a fan of like Lush, uh, I recommend Veronica Falls. Their album's called Waiting for Something to Happen, and it's just really good all the way. But live, they were really really good as well. Rob, where are churches from? Churches are actually English. They are English, which I did not know until Tuffy and I had this conversation. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I was like, because I thought they weren't. From uh, England, I thought they were. Um... They sound like one of the Brooklyn bands, basically. <laughs> yeah, but they're not. They're, they're, but they're they're also pretty good. They opened for Depeche Mode in Europe. Yeah, so, they've got a, yeah. their record, Depeche their Mode. actual full length is coming out. What? Mm, yeah, two but or three weeks. The single is Recover. Uh, if you look for, and it's Churches with a V for the U. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. That's apparently a thing now. Yes, the most annoying music trend right now is bands putting double letters, like Waves with two Vs or um, Sons with two Us. I mean, but all the good band names are taken. No, there's well, still not a band called Lozenge. 
She's got a great name. That's your band. Really? You, you They're curiously you strong. I've checked. <laughs> I've checked. I know. It, it seems so very obvious. But, but most of them, you know, like there are a lot of bands with just a simple name and then somebody else. But they don't do anything, you know. Like, <clears> and then Maybe they weren't creative enough. There, there are so many <laughs> no, bands that are not as cool as their name. And I'm, that makes me sad in a way I can't even explain. I got this in the mail. Um, I got a call from my wife saying, there's a record for you at home. It's a seven inch um, that your friend sent you from England. I have a friend that does books English bands and he sends me his extras for their bands. And I don't know what it's going to sound like, but the band name, I'm hooked. I'm dying to get home. They're called Hackman Turner Overdrive. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I can't wait. I just hope it's as good as it sounds. Which is a play on one of my favorite band names ever, which was Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which is also as good as like Ario Speed Dealer. I also like that. (laughs) Yes, and Nancy Drew Blood. That was another good one. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have a good gig? Yeah. Yeah, they were actually. Just because the venue they lived was up in, to the name. It was very interesting, and it actually really worked. Ellie Goulding at the Ramen Auditorium in Nashville, which was, of course, where the Grand Ole Opry started. So that's a nice house. Is her as uh, is her stuff with um, Mark Ronson? Is it Mark Ronson that she's doing stuff with at the moment, or is it like David Guetta? Um, it's one of those Guetta, isn't it? Um, no, uh, Calvin Harris. Oh, Calvin Harris, oh, that's right. it. I get those I thought, guys mixed up. did one thing before. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, is, is, is that big over here, her song with Calvin Harris? It was like everywhere during the summer. It, they're so. really yeah. trying. They're it's pushing good. that record. Yeah, yeah she, I mean, her tour did really, really well, and she just had her first UK number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that, the, the I Need Your Love, it was called. Well, here, here's, here's what I found interesting about live stuff where it's mostly like canned live stuff and then they bring out a live singer is it for me it never works because the canned stuff is so perfect and then the singer kicks in and they're not and it's not even really their fault it's just they're live and nothing else is mm-hmm. so it's like it's like oh it's everything i loved about the album except you sound wrong and thus the entire song just sounds off i don't know it's like it, you, you'll have I'll listen to like essential mix off of BBC and where they'll actually you know have somebody step in and do like like Chase and Stati- Status would have somebody show up and start start singing. It's like oh no 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 put put the record on just put the re- I mean that's pretty much what you're doing anyway. Just put the record on. But I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. But just to, well, I mean I have like the recorded music and then the Oh, you'd be surprised how common it is, especially on British television. Um, yeah. A lot of studios oh, yeah. are designed. Well, talking about like going to a show. Well, yeah, I mean, especially, and that's, and that's something we've talked about on the podcast before, is I, I, I just don't, I don't go to a lot of live shows anymore because I'm old. And I mean, I, I have to be medicated even to be among you guys, and I like you guys. So, I mean, um, but I, I, you know, part of it is that you can get so much of this stuff online and get a better seat. It's like, why would I go see Muse live when I can get the DVD and get, like, an awesome show mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, having to deal with traffic and people and yeah. sitting up in the nosebleed seats behind a pylon? Um, but, no, I mean, a lot of, the, like, the, the stuff that I like, because I've, I've gotten into, like, the, the dubstep and the electronic stuff because it, it works with my fractured brain. Um, and, and when I listen to the live stuff, I mean, or see the live stuff, I, I think it's, it's actually really hilarious because I'm like – I really like what you do. Basically, what you're doing is you're punching a button and then you're jumping up and down. And then the really annoying yeah, thing is, yeah. And then, the, and then, the, and the really annoying thing is, is when there are vocals, you will turn down your recorded music and let the audience sing it. And of course, they're terrible. So I'm like, what? What do you? Why would you go see this live show <laughs> unless there's drugs involved? Now, there's probably drugs or involved. Or, or it's just the drugs of being in the crowd. Oh yeah, no. no. Like when I, I Shows where I can be like it's got to be a small venue because mm. I'm short and I want to stand right up against the stage. And now that I'm over fifty, I can turn around and glare at the guys behind me when they try to like well, push into me. But um, you know, I'm right up against the stage, so I'm not actually hearing much except monitors. And, but it's the energy. We did a really great podcast. Well, we're all really great. Um, no, they're not. Oh, I remember that one. That was great. Um, I, 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 I do want to say that I'm lucky to do a podcast with two really great music people that. Um, I can't wait to meet them. No, she can no, oh, oh, sorry. Aaron, you are awesome but on that. Guys, stop blowing each other. Come on. I'm constantly pushing what I like in music because Tuffley's like, no, really. You just want to film it with the iPhone. Anyway, having said that, we did a whole podcast on old guys going to concerts, right? And it's hard for me because I really want to go see like a lot of bands. 
And the first rule is, am I going to get out of there by 11.30 or 12? Right? <laughs> it depends. And, and who's opening? If, it's, if, I, if I listen to the band of crap, I show up. Like, what time is this? What, what time is the set time? Great. I'll be there 10 minutes before. I'll stay. I leave. You know? It's horrible, but it's just kind of how I'm thinking, which is terrible. And I'm training right now because I'm going to CMJ for the first time in 15 years. So I'm going to have to get back into this scene, 10 bands in a night, mental thing. And I it, I can't do it anymore. It's just, and the kids today going to shows, I'm the old guy in the room now. Those kids, it, it's not like it was when you go see a band. They get like, they get more excited about crap music than we ever did. Um, Those fourteen-year-olds at Bruno's Mars. And the music they listen today is just—it's just, it's just noise. I could do a whole panel on shitty bands I've seen. Believe me, I paid fifteen bucks to see Paul King. Okay, so I mean, they can't get more excited than thirteen-year-old girls who were at the Donny Osmond show with me at my first. first Madam, let me introduce you to One Direction. (laughs) 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 I don't. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And well, now they scream in auto tune, so that's fine. But they're also. He's old, just don't listen to him. It's fine. So there also about. was some really great stuff in the 90s, some, a lot of great one off stuff like Catatonia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. Well, no, I'm not You think Catatonia's good? Kids these days, man. Loud music in the room. Get off my line. Ain't like Bruce Springsteen, let me tell you. (laughs) Playing your ZZ top so damn loud. (laughs) Bruce. All right, Shane O'Connor, just shut up. Wait, which one of us was aiming that at? Oh, oh, oh! Do the Prince song. Do the Prince song. (laughs) Having said that, like, if I go see the Arctic Monkeys, the kids get all excited. It's awesome, right? They go see Queens of the Stone Age, they get excited. I get it. But for kids to go see, like, the National, like, who I love, live, but that's not a jump up and down and scream band, right? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> you know, or you go to the Arcade Fire, and they're like, you know, mosh pits. Come on. It's the friggin' Arcade Fire. Uh-oh, you know, no, no, no. I disagree, sir, because nobody's going to a gig and not looking at the gig through their iPhone. Not if you're going to a Savages gig. Brings us to the other thing you have to hear, which is Savages. Oh, um, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Um, yeah, that's good. First of all, it's, it, it's been since L7, since I've interviewed a band that has physically terrified me. Um, because, but one, they're awesome. But if you just ask them a question and they don't like it, they will punch you or they will bite you or they will stab you. <laughs> it's awesome, right? I did an interview with them and, and I'm actually like, just... Don't ask a bad question because they'll they'll pour their water on you. They're like, really? That's awesome, right? So, um, but they don't do encores, and they will stop playing if people are, are taping their concert with phones because they very much want you to watch the show, not do this and watch the show. Which, getting to my concerts is my big thing. It's like, if you're going to go see Nine Inch Nails or Sigur Ross, why are you, when you paid 40 bucks to see a show, watching it on your friggin' iPhone? You can do that at home. It's called YouTube. So, watch the damn show. Now, to be fair, I love that culture because I can watch the show and go and download it because someone else didn't watch the show. Yeah, and that's fine. No, no, but, but, I mean, literally just designate one person to do it in the audience. No, no, seriously. It's that one... like the the, yeah. the the Nine Inch Nails set recently, where it was yeah. just literally every other person. You'd think at some point you would look at the person you know next to you and go, "Oh, you got this. What's what's your user ID? Sweet. Let me put this away. I need to and save the my worst battery." Is when they bring an iPad and it blows. Yeah. Oh my out. god! Yes. Wow. One of my favorite things, uh, like I love it when artists like give out the crowds. Uh, Ed Sheeran, I'm sure everybody is aware of now. Mm. Uh, don't give me that face about Ed Sheeran. You gotta listen to that album. It's a good album. He's good. Like, yeah. um, it's a good album. He, he and he's quite he's very good live. It's usually just him and his guitar on the stage. Uh, but he demands silence uh, when the song starts because he kind of has he has kind of slow starts to songs where it's kind of gentle or whatever. And so like there's, there's always girls in the audience going, "Woo! I love you!" And the, my favorite burn was was that if you love me, you'd shut up. <laughs> Which I just thought was beautiful. Um, but yeah, no, I like it when artists play fast. It's a, I mean, it, 
Tori listen to it. Apple is notorious about doing it. Fiona Apple will leave. Yeah. She'll just stop. She won't even ask them to stop talking. Yeah. She'll well, just she just might be hungry. Could be. Could be. <laughs> really quick, though, um, if there's like one thing that everybody, that you would recommend that everybody listen to. Oh, Jesus. One? One! Right, I brought one. my, I brought my iPod for one. this this year. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through some people. I know. It's nano. While what? he's looking, uh, besides Savages, um, the one thing that I was going to um, suggest was uh, I did like the Foles record that came out earlier this year, um, mm. which was really, really good. I think it's called Holy Number. So that was really good. Jeez, uh, one thing. Um, well, just to – Okay, Frank Turner too. <clears throat> Frank Turner's uh, Tape Deck Heart. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. And he was here I think recently and that's, he's always a good live show if you can get to see him. I think he's touring again, like, later this year. Uh, I, I would say Joy Formidable. I would say definitely the 1975. Uh, and uh, and I would say uh, the single Recover by Churches, which I mentioned before, which is really good. And that full-length Churches is out in, like, September or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Skip me. Come back. All right. Um, loading. Loading. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm only on the O's. Uh, there's a really interesting new band called The Crooks with an E. They're from Sheffield. Um, they sort of have that crunchy guitar sound that's, that's great. Uh, the new Camera Obscura record's really great. Uh, Hope Desire Minds. Um, yeah. Uh, Vaccine's on the Mellow. There's a new editor's record. Carl Hyde from Underworld has a record out. Uh, okay. New Purple Screen. There's a new pulp record coming. Yeah. I'm you go, you go first. Pizza's going on there, right? Oh, you kept it to one. Good. Yeah, All right. You mentioned the Robbie Williams album, right? Yeah, I mentioned Robbie. Um, what? But, uh, yeah, that would definitely be... If you, if, if you think that Robbie is just one thing, you need to hear that album. Because he did... He kind of went backwards and did kind of what was the same album. I would say to anybody, even if you're not into like the British pop music scene, like take that, like those kind of boy bands and stuff like that, there's an awesome documentary uh, that they made uh, of the, them getting uh, a reunion together because Robbie left the band and he came back for a tour. And it's really fascinating. It's like one of those great, like just follows them everywhere sort of things. So like even if you're not like into that sort of thing, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how a pop band works backstage because it's it's different to a rock band you know so it, it was it was great um i i have three that's the best i could do uh i fiona regan um is an amazing amazing uh singer songwriter from ireland um it's it's basically if if, uh, if bob dylan could sing and um he has a, he has a i think four 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 or five albums out now um, but if, if uh, you, you got you gotta if you just listen to um, one song, shit, get my iPad again. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Fionn, uh sorry, Irish things. I know, I forget. F I O N N, and his second name is uh, is Regan, and I'm gonna skip because I'm terrible with names. No, R E G A N. But his first album, The End of History. Um, is is one of my favorite albums ever, and if you just listen up one song, uh, look up the video on YouTube for "Be Good or Be Gone." If you don't either want to cry or have an erection by the end of it, uh, there's something slightly wrong with you, um, or both. Uh, cry erection. Um, the last one, another band is uh, the Minutes, who are in the complete opposite direction. There, yes. Did you you listen? Did you? Good, right? Good. Um, they're a three-piece rock band from, from Ireland again, and uh, they are killing it. Um, their second album is due out soon, uh, but their first album is really uh, worth uh, getting a hold of. It's just old-fashioned, dirty rock and roll. Um, I went to a I went to a gig and they were doing sweatboxes, like small things, and uh, it was they came out to the crowd and just, just killed it. And 
Um, and then the last one again, different entirely genre, uh, is Rizzle Kicks, um, which are an English uh, hip hop duo. Um, How old are they? They are approximately nineteen. Um, twenty-one now. They've gotten that old. Okay, they must be nineteen when they came out. They're then. time travelers. Um, but if you think of like nineteen-year-old guys having fun and making music in their bedroom. Um, they have uh, they have a second album due out very soon. Um, you can find loads of their stuff on YouTube because they were a real kind of internet savvy band. Um, I'm gonna get you a free download of of a, a mixtape that they did if I can just get this loaded up here again, um, which you can you can get for free if you just search for the name of it. Uh, it is uh, Minor Breaches uh, in of uh, Minor Breaches of Discipline. Uh, you can find it on, on their their website. You can download it. It's all like kind of tracks that they did. They have a great uh, song called "I'm 17, uh, which uh, mixes an Arctic Monkeys track. Um, uh, it's it's just great. So they're 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 a lot of fun, and, and I think if anybody wants to find out what the hip hop scene in Britain is like, they're a, a fine example. I have one more. Oh, oh Jay, who I've seen in okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are good luck. I yeah. think that the, the the main guy in that is Irish as well, if I'm right. Sure, sure. Why not? Sure, we'll claim them. Um, oh, they're all Irish. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere <laughs> along the line, we get around. Um, so I think we have stuff to give away. Yes, we have things. We have stuff. Okay, uh, let's just like just be like really easy about it. Who likes? Um, yeah. Yeah, who likes Beach Day? Beach Day? Name the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that for me? That's for you, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Nobody's getting the album. Nobody's getting the album. I'm a winner! I'm a winner at last! No, I'm not. I, I had no idea. It was just in the box. I, yeah, no, I, I told you. Never mind. I don't. I have no memory. Who are you? Okay, so can we give things to people now? Which, uh, this is from their. Um, Album a couple of years ago, Die Happy, Die Smiling Club Mixes. Because, you know, it's a club mix. So you have a couple of those. And, Whoa, uh, danger. No, oh, don't, oh, don't oh. do that. Don't do it. She's right. going to do that, Claire. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. Oh. So there's that. Then well, there's that, that's broken. Hockey, if anybody wants that, we've got that. Um, the infamous Sub Pop Sampler. These are great. Sub Pop Records is always awesome. awesome. There's nothing exciting. And it's sealed, so you're okay. Um, Why don't you just yeah. come up and take it off us? That would be nice. <laughs> because then on yesterday, we'll try to um, If you throw those Clash records, I'm killing you. <laughs> I'm not throwing it, but although if Joe Strummer were here, you'd be quite thrilled if I threw it. The other thing, this is kind of cool. Uh, it's Q Magazine's The Greatest Rock and Pop Miscellany Ever. For example, there is a catalog of famous dead drummers. Uh, there is uh, Where in the World, The Hit Factory, um, all right, come on. You had your hand up. You're really excited okay. in the back. <coughs> okay, and then Tuffley, you want to handle giving these away since you um, procured those? I was going to go for a question. Come on. I, don't really go for I, have, I have a question for the Clash ones. Yeah, do do the question for the Clash ones. I didn't handle oh, any of the questions. Which one have you got? So, um, that, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two remastered uh, albums by the Clash, who you may have heard of. If, if anyone in this room has children, you are obligated to make them hear the Clash. Um, if give them enough rope and Sandinista. So, uh, all you can uh, do is tell us what country Joe Strummer was born in. No. Wales. No. Burn. Nope. Although, right now, since you had a thought, you might actually do just name a random country. We'll get there eventually. There's not that many of them. There's an immediate song. Go. Siam. Wrong. Egypt. Close. Lebanon. Saudi Arabia. Algeria. 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 Israel. Lilliput. <laughs> <laughs> South Africa. Latveria. Space. <laughs> America. Who said Greece? You're close. Yes! All right. You have. You have. Is that why he rocked the Casbah? That, that was part of the idea for Rock the Casbah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was part and, of it. Uh, because who showed it the most? <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. Nobody wants it. Just give it up. Who hasn't won anything? <laughs> 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 
Who do you feel sorry for, Tofu? I'll, I'll give it to the guy in the hat, the Captain America shirt. He asks a lot of questions. That's good. That's All right. Cool. So you get. The new George Romero album. It's called Wolf's Law. Awesome. And there you go. And yeah, that's good. Please. Who else doesn't want anything? You win bacon floss, sir. <laughs> <laughs> bacon floss. Because there's, there's no way to end a panel like slight surrealism. That's right. I'm going to their gig. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that. Yeah, that, that's actually an MP3 stick. You'll plug it in. It'd be great. The second album wasn't as good as the first. I know. Okay. Is that it? That's it. That is it, folks. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Go get some sleep. Yeah. The noise acts. Request that record. And come see us on needcoffee.com, the soundboard. We do more of this, and it's actually slightly more structured, which is terrifying. Do you have cards for your podcast?